Welcome. My name is Penny Rosema, and you're listening to the Two Views International podcast. One of our goals is to keep the negotiation conversation going. In this podcast, negotiation expert Linda Swingling will share the results of her recent research and top reasons people are hesitant to ask for what they want. A little bit about Linda, you know, from the courtroom to the boardroom, she knows firsthand about influencing decision makers and asking outrageously. She's a recovering attorney, popular speaker, executive coach, and strategic consultant. Linda recently presented at the TEDxSMU on the topic, Why the World Needs You to Ask Outrageously. In her new book, Ask Outrageously, The Secrets to Getting What You Really Want. Now, who doesn't want to read that book? This will be released by Barrett and Kohler in May of 2017. Hello, Linda, and welcome to our podcast. Hi, Penny. Thanks so much. Linda, I have to ask you first off, would you start out with the TED Talk story? Your book, I understand, starts out with a story about Jay Leno. What does he have to do with negotiation? Actually, he has a lot to do with negotiation and the biggest piece, which is asking. So we went to see him about 10 years ago. Um, we, being a group of speakers or friends of, our, of mine, went to The Tonight Show. And when Jay, right before Jay uh, does his show, he comes out and he asks the audience questions. And so I raised my hand, and believe it or not, I was chosen first. Wow. And, yeah, and he said... Yes, you have a question. And actually, I had two. So my main question was, can I come down and take a picture with you? But that's not what I asked. The first thing I asked was one of the, you know, kind of the, I hope you like me questions. Have you ever done that? Where you kind of say, oh, I'm going to show you how smart I am, or I'm going to try to build (laughs) rapport with you. Oh, no. Never. 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 (laughs) So, So I said something about, you know, what's the toughest part of your job? He made a joke about it and moved on to the next person, Mm. and she asked for the picture. Mm. And he said, yeah, come on down. So she goes down, this woman, um, and he turns back at me, and he looks at me and said, that's what you really wanted, wasn't it? And I nodded, you know, kind of rose in the chair thinking he's going to call me down too. And he said, well, she asked. And I went, oh, yeah, (laughs) you've got to ask first. You have to ask first for what you want. Don't put all the fluffy stuff in front of it. And if you get the opportunity, if you really want to negotiate, start asking for what you want. Mm. Mm. You know, you did a a bunch of research, I understand, for this, this upcoming book. In that research, you know, what top reasons... Are, there, are those reasons people are hesitant to ask for what they want? What's holding us back? Well, yeah. Um, you know, about a third of the people that we researched said the same thing that I did. I wanted something big and I didn't ask for it. And the reasons why they give are, first, they're afraid that they're not going to use the right words. They're afraid that they're going to overwhelm or bug someone. They're afraid they're going to look stupid or embarrass themselves. And then the all common, which is, I'm afraid I'm going to hear the word no. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. what we said was, you know, why do people say no to you? What do you think? Would you like to know the three reasons? 
Well, I would. Why we think people, yeah, why do we think people say no to us? Well, lacking all the information that I needed to present, you know, and even like 75% of the people said, if I have all my details, that's how I feel, pre- that's how I feel prepared. Um, I think they say no to me because the timing's wrong. I think they say no because they don't want to spend the money. So which of those three reasons, lack all the information needed, the timing's wrong, or don't want to spend the money, which one do you think is the one, the reason they say no? The reason they say no, I would guess, would be number three. It's actually none of them. Oh. Yeah, the top two reasons are that you're asking for something inappropriate, Mm. meaning they don't have the role to give it to you or they don't have the ability to grant you what you're asking or it's not the right, you know, it's not the right thing to request from that person. So the example I always give is um, think about a a court trial. I used to be a lawyer and people would come in and they were asking, you know, I want this other person to respect me. I want this other person to apologize. I want this other person to listen to me. Well, the court, isn't going to grant that. They're not going to say, okay, go hug and make up and apologize to Mm -hmm. her or her, right? Mm -hmm. So it's inappropriate. The other thing that was really interesting is the the second biggest reason people say no to you, they actually say no to you is because it's someone I don't like or respect. Interesting. Yeah, we're building all this case about I've got to get more information. I have to give it just like I did with the J case. I'm going to give you more things so so that you'll know more about why you should grant it to me or whatever. And what they really want you to do is build trust with them. Ask them, you know, is this something that you can do? Um, Am I on the right track? You know, ask those open-ended questions, but don't put them in a bad position. Mm -hmm. And, And what can you do to build trust with them? So isn't that interesting? And and even scarier, only one in, in 20, only one person in 20 selected those two answers. So, so we that, need to be educated. Only, exactly, exactly. Um, so when people are negotiating for what they want, what does make them feel more comfortable? You've talked a little bit about that it's important to build the trust. Is there more than just that well, to you feel have confident? To be able to yeah, to feel confident, you know, again, we're thinking that it's having all the research and, and having the good rapport and trusting that person. No, 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 no. Try to figure out what that person might want. It's the whole what's in it for me, right? Except you turn the radio dial a little bit to what's in it for them instead. Mm-hmm. So as you're going and asking, am I putting this person in a good place? Am I being polite and courteous? Am I following through? Am you know, because nobody's going to grant you a request that's going to get them in trouble or get them fired, which I often hear people say, well, I'm going to ask them to do this. Well, no, that they're not going to get fired over giving you your request. Mm-hmm. So really be thinking about them as you go into it. It's interesting that you say that. It reminds me of I did an interview. I worked for a period of my career as a professional buyer, and I have went back and interviewed some of the best buyers that I've had business yeah. with. And one of them uh, talked about that recently, that when the sales staff comes in, they don't listen to him. He tells them exactly what he needs, but they're so bent on what they're selling that they're not listening. And I think that resonates right with figure out what's in it for them listen to what that person is saying to you because perhaps they're telling you exactly what they need or want um, and you're so focused on your internal uh, story. Yeah, it's all about 
that that's that's what we really found with the askers, the requesters. They're just thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Am I going to show up and look great? You know, how can I perfect my pitch? That's what you're saying. But they're not listening for, you know, what does the other person want? You know what else? Mm. Uh, we'll get about a third of the people will turn you down if you're inconsiderate. Oh. You have bad manners. And so listening goes right along with that. You know, why would you, why would you be rude to the person that can help you? Right. It's nuts. Yes, I, I, I agree with you there. Uh, for our listeners, I want to remind them we're talking to negotiation expert Linda Swindling, and she has a new book coming out. Remind me the name of the book again, Linda. Yeah, it's called Ask Outrageously, The Secret to Getting What You Really Want. Excellent. And Linda, your uh, website is lindaswindling.com. Is that correct? It sure is. Will you yep, spell Linda that out Swindling. for a second? Sure. L-I-N-D-A. S-W-I-N-D, it's in Dallas, L-I-N-G dot com. So the swindling lawyer, you see why I had to go into negotiations and stuff, right? <laughs> what a fun, <laughs> fun name for your, yeah. your occupation. That's cute. Yeah. Well, uh, would you like to hear the rest of the story on the Jay Leno? Oh, I sure would. All right. So Jay Leno, I'll show you how asking outrageously works. I have felt bad about that for years, and I saw that he was coming into Dallas a couple of weeks ago, and he was going to do a show, and guess what we did? You put out an emails, we asked, we tweeted, and the rest of the story really is asking works. We got, um, got a hold of his office, and they said, stop sending us emails, you're looking like a stalker. And they also said, we have backstage passes for you to go and meet Jay and get that picture. So isn't that great? Yes, it is. It is. That is fantastic. I didn't realize there was a, there was the rest of the story. That was great. Yeah, well, that was great. real recent. <laughs> uh, what does your research reveal? Um, you know, we talked about a little bit about why people say no. Is there any more you could expand on? Are there anything else that we're missing about yeah, um, absolutely. One of the things that, um, that helps is, you know, people feel more comfortable when they're negotiating on behalf of someone else. Ah. So about two-thirds of us feel more comfortable negotiating or asking on behalf of someone else than ourselves. So one life hack around that is go ahead and think of who else your request could benefit. For instance, I had I was afraid of asking questions in law school. It's very intimidating. People, you know, look at you like you're an idiot. Yet when I asked, it meant that the people in the class also benefited because mm-hmm. there were several of us that were lost. Or maybe you're asking for a raise, and if you ask for a raise or more vacation or whatever it is, if you're intimidated of asking on asking on your on your own behalf think well you know what this raise will mean is i'll get to move out of the apartment into a house my family will have more vacation time with me we'll finally be able to take that trip so that's kind of a hack around the asking okay all right yeah uh, and, and and I mentioned raises. Yeah, yeah. asking for raises. What you know that <laughs> everybody any, always says that. <laughs> yeah, what are the big yeah. tips on the raise re- request? Okay, so one of the tips is really, you know, you've been paid for the work you've done. When you took that paycheck, if if you have done that work, it's not a good strategy to say, "Well, I've been here five years. 
No, because we paid you for that time. We paid you for what you accomplished during that time. So what you do is you build on that. You say, just like I've done the past five years, and you know, just like I've gotten the results that I've, I've gotten for you, I will continue to get results. Here's some of the things I'm thinking about in the future. And this is why I need to raise the promotion to reflect the more responsibility I'm taking, the outcomes I'm going to be generating for you. So be future focused. Mm-hmm. That's going to give your boss or, you know, a, a better argument so that the boss can take it to the board um, or the boss can take it to his or her boss or even can justify it to to the person you're asking is, oh, yeah, she has done great work. He has done great work. This is what they could do for us in the future. And so you want to make their job easy for them. You don't want to make your request hard for them to fulfill. You want to have that, the statistics, the background, you know, everything that will support, yes, you've done a good job, and yes, you're going to do a good job in the future. This is a good investment. Yeah, um, prepare with ammunition before you go in and uh, don't try and do it off the fly. Right, and about 50% of the people that ask for a raise get it. Ah. Can you believe that? Yeah. Why not? So, the other thing is sometimes you've been thinking about this for years, months, whatever it is. It's brand new information to them. <clears throat> they don't know that you wanted a promotion. Right. So you might just be giving them information. Here's a notice of something I want. This is, you know, be thinking about this. And if you can think about it, it's not just a no or not yet. It's just, hey, they haven't even thought about me being a leader or me being the name partner in a firm or me being um, in charge of this project. They haven't been processing it. I've been thinking about it for the last six weeks. Yeah, bringing them up to speed. And, and of course, that does uh, point out an additional thing that you're talking about. When I used to mentor young people in the organization that I worked at, um, when you talked about a raise, I always uh, reminded them it's just not about monetary. You know, having um, no. more vacation time, getting that big project, um, getting a mentor, a formal mentor. Uh, there's lots of things that will lead to additional financial benefits, um, a, a budget for going to a conference or order, you know, uh, joining an association or some kind of um, educational opportunity. Those are all exactly. things that will also lead to a raise. So, um, or, or more work that you want to do. Yeah, the type you of work you want. Putting, yeah. Yeah. If you hate putting numbers in a computer, go see your boss about doing more work that you want to do. That'll yeah. build some skill sets that'll help um, help you grow and eventually get more money, but also get the experience. Right, right. And that, and that could be just exactly what they're looking for, too, and they had no idea you were interested in it. Um, exactly. The, you know, in your research, was it a raise the number one thing people are afraid to ask for? Or what, what did you find in your research? What, what's the, the you know, top few items that people really shy away from? You're going to be shocked about this one. So one, one statistic was we didn't find any major difference between personal or professional asking. Okay. So making your request doesn't matter that much. Um, the, the one thing, over money, over borrowing money or asking for a raise or seeing if they could get out of a ticket, anything like that, <laughs> the major thing people will not do, I won't ask for this, is, ready for this? Yeah. Cutting in line. Oh. They don't want to ask people to cut in line. So think about this. You have a yeah. grocery, you know, if, if I have a, a stack cart, and probably same as you, if you have a stack grocery cart and you see someone with one or two items, you wave them in front of you, don't you? Sure I do. People are saying, I will just stand there. They should either notice me or, you know, I don't know why, but I won't cut in front of them. That's crazy. 
you know, I, that would be the first thing I would do. If you're if you're timid or you don't feel comfortable asking for things, and, and several people reported to, to us, yeah, I never asked for anything for myself. Train yourself. Just go pick right. up one item in the grocery store. This is very cheap training. Go pick up one item. Say, I only have one item. Can I get in front of you? Just go ask. Yeah. Ask to cut in line. And, and, and people will be gracious about it. Well, and also I think in that lesson is, so what if they say no? Nothing. What, you know, what are you out? Nothing. Yeah, that, that's, Nothing. A, that's a great uh, exercise just to test your fortitude to see if you have it. That's very interesting. So cutting in line is the number one thing they won't ask for. And, and you know what? You, you bring up a really good point. You should be hearing no. If you're not hearing no, you're not asking for enough. There so you push go. for the no and start yeah. experiencing it where it's safe. Push for the no. That's a great tag. People that, yeah. <laughs> Linda, thank you so much for sharing some time and these valuable tips. Do you have any final words of advice beyond push for the no? Yeah, you know, ask outrageously. You've got to ask to really grow yourself, and you've got to ask to know. And sometimes you have to ask to meet Jay Leno, right? Yeah, there you go. But um, ask outrageously. You're going to be shocked at how much is available to you if you just start asking. Oh, that's great. Great advice, and it's been great talking to you, Linda. This is a podcast brought to you by PennyRosma.com and Two Views International. You can find more information about Linda at LindaSwindling.com. And we need your feedback so we can continue to keep you informed. Was this audio valuable to you? Do you have questions or topics you'd like to suggest for future interviews? Let me know at PennyRosma. I'm sorry, it would be Penny at PennyRosma.com. I'll have it listed on the podcast online. So we'd love to hear from you. And thank you for listening. And thank you, Linda, for joining us.